This NFL Week 7 Monday Night Football Betting Preview edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app. And use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. And we're also brought to you by All of Fame Bets, sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're giving away $3,000 now. We're NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest. Presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. The contest starts this weekend and it's free to enter. Just go to sportsgallingpodcast.com slash survivor. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Saturday, October the 21st, currently 221 on the East Coast. Here to get into the Week 7 Monday Night Football game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Minnesota Vikings. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys don't mess a voice on the MLB Gambling Podcast, the NBA Gambling Podcast, and of course, here on the NFL Gambling Podcast. It's Lante Smith. Lante, how's it going, my man? I was on mute. Sorry. Uh, looking forward to this game, man. Uh, doing good. Uh, I think that this will be an intriguing game for numerous for numerous ideas. I mean, I mean, for numerous topics, just injury reports. Um, I think the Vikings are a little bit underrated um, coming into this game. So, yeah, looking forward to breaking it down with you. Yeah, the uh, the I'm sorry, the uh, 49ers are coming in with a five and one record, taking their first loss in week six, week six on the road in Cleveland against the Browns. And there was a plethora of injuries there that the um, 49ers were dealing with. And we'll get into that when we actually start handicapping the game here. But they did take their first loss of the season. No more undefeated teams left in the NFL. It was the Eagles and it was the 49ers that were left as the uh, lone undefeated teams. And both teams lost in week six. For the Browns, I mean, they're treading water, right? They've been dealing with a lot of injuries, especially obviously at that quarterback position for the Cleveland Browns. But they were able to put in P.J. Walker and they beat the San Francisco 49ers. You look on the flip side. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, I guess, you know, a lot of people were saying that they were fortunate last season in one score games, and that's why they had their record. And that's kind of regressed back to the mean this season right now, where they are sitting at two and four on the season. They're winless at home thus far uh, this season, 0 and 3 for the Minnesota Vikings. Both of their victories have actually come on the road, uh, which was against the Chicago Bears, I believe, and also the Carolina Panthers. So looking to get their first win at home against. Uh, one of the best, if not the best team in this, uh, in the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC. Um, I think, you know, we've talked a lot about the 49ers on the pod, uh, Lante, but I think, I think the more conversation probably has to be about this Minnesota Vikings team because the last season, like I mentioned, they, they ran away with the NFC North division in the first year with Kevin O'Connell as a head coach. 
Uh, Justin Jefferson was high or had a monstrous year, uh, season last year, got off to the same start and he's, um, at least going to be missing another three games or another two games, including not including the Monday night football game with the hamstring injury. He was put on the IR, but he had got off to a monster start as well. But, um, I think also added to the fact that they let Dalvin Cook go and they thought Alexander Madison was going to be that guy for this backfield, but it just hasn't panned out for um, Alexander Madison in that running game. But I guess what have you kind of seen from this Vikings team that makes you a little bit more optimistic than maybe uh, people want to give them credit for? Well, I mean, I don't want to give them too much credit just because of quality opponent. I mean, like you mentioned, the Bears and the Panthers, not really formidable uh, opponents per se. 49ers have play, easily played the, the tougher schedule. And it's hard to believe that the Vikings haven't won a home game and they have such a good home field advantage, um, mm-hmm. at, you know, being in that in that building. So uh, what I've seen is I saw the defense has been improving uh, um, under Flores game by game. But again, kind of you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt with the offenses that they play, um, you know, Chicago, the Panthers, obviously not, you know, murder's row of, of offenses. And this definitely would be a step up in class for um for them on both sides of the ball but i think the defense is improving i do think that they have some like the offense is better and this is even with them being one dimensional like they are literally one dimensional and madison can't run the ball they got acres uh, he i don't even think he's played you know 10 15 snaps since he's been there i don't know if he's still banged up or or what the deal is but i thought he would be a decent addition for them um you know not letting madison carry the bulk of the carries and you know kind of splitting up his time like they did with dalvin which he was more effective doing that um but like kirk is playing is playing well man i think he's top two in um, touchdowns got i think 13 to 4 uh, touchdown interception ratio and this is you know with teams like play, dropping eight in coverage and him without Justin Jefferson. So he's playing well. I, I like the offense. I think the defense is trending up. Uh, if they can just get the run game going a little bit, I don't know if they'll be able to get it going here against this 49ers defense. But I just think at home, I, I think they'll be better um, than they have been. They had kind of a game uh, a few weeks to get adjusted to without Justin Jefferson. I think Addison stepped up uh, mm-hmm. in, in a big way. Uh, they got to get you know a couple more of those guys going so it's not just more one dimension. I, I would love to see Hawkinson get going here he needs to see double digit targets in, in my opinion because uh, that's the only way you're going to have a chance to beat this 49ers defense it's, it's over the middle so i think that uh the vikings are uh, i think they're live here to be honest with you i, I really do i think okay. i think they're going to be live here yeah i think for this Niners team and we'll, we'll get into the the game here in a second but um i mean they i think if you look at their schedule like you would could say that okay they took care of business against teams that like they were supposed to take care mm-hmm. of right i mean um they started the season which i know a lot of people were on the steelers including myself uh, uh in week one where they took care of uh the steelers but then they had the rams um giants cardinals they clobbered the cowboys so not really a murderer's row there and then they lost to the browns last week obviously with the injuries that they did suffer on the offensive side of the football but um, I mean, look, they're, they're winning games that they're supposed to the schedule does. Um, I mean, it's not the hardest schedule for the San Francisco 49ers this season. Like I mentioned, obviously they have Monday night against the Vikings and then they do have a tough game as they welcome Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals of town. And then they go to Jacksonville, uh, welcome Tampa and then road games in Seattle, uh, uh and against the Eagles. So, um, we'll see how healthy this team can be going forward for the San Francisco 49ers because they have been uh, pretty good. Uh, all right, Lante, before we actually get into the games here, uh, or the game for Monday Night Football, 
uh, let me tell everyone about the SGPN Second Chance Survivor Contest and also the NFL Gambling Podcast Review Contest. So two contests happening on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. First, if you've already been knocked out of your NFL Survivor, don't worry. We got you covered with the SGPN Second Chance Survivor presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. 3000 up for grabs. Winner takes all. It starts this weekend. So if you're getting to this uh, pod before the uh, Sunday games kick off, uh, you want to make sure to get into that contest. It's absolutely free to get in. It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor, where you can sign up again at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. And also, like I mentioned here at the NFL Gambling Podcast, we're having a reviews contest. So leave an Apple podcast review with your favorite TD-related bet for this weekend. The biggest winner with the longest odds that hits an anytime touchdown bet gets a $50 SGP and gift card. But make sure to also include the uh, odds in the review and also your YouTube username. So two requirements, make sure you leave the odds for the touchdown prop bet and also your YouTube username so we can contact you and you are the winner. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has introduced Scorchers. Go 5 for 5 and pick up Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for, for, for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first-time deposit bonus of up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win 10000 each. So watch along, make your picks, and make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And we sign up with promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. All right, Lante, let's get into uh, the Monday night football game here. Um before, I think uh, we should mention is um, how we did last week on the Sunday night game, uh, or sorry, the Monday night game between the what was it, the Cowboys and the Chargers. Um, I had the I took the Dallas Cowboys on, on the money line, thinking that they would get it done. I think our biggest bet that you and I both talked about, not only on the pod but off the pod, was the CD Lamb ladder. Uh, yep. We kind of have this trend going now with you know disgruntled or. Wide receivers that are coming out and, and making a case of that they need to be fed footballs more. So that one really panned out for us last week with CD Lamb. Um, I know you had the hover. The the opportunities were there. It seemed like early on they scored seven to seven in that first quarter, but then after that the offense just kind of fell off. But I, I think in uh, we did have a pretty good. Uh, I want to say a pretty good uh, Monday Night Football uh, uh, episode uh, uh, last week. Yeah, I think I was on the wrong side of it. Uh, you picked the Cowboys. I had the um, the Chargers. Had a chance there at the end of the game, but um, yeah. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert was bad uh, that mm-hmm. whole game. He was missing. Uh, he missed several several times, especially in key moments um, with Keenan Allen. I think he missed Keenan Allen on two touchdowns, to be honest with you. Um, but I didn't think the Cowboys played any better than. Well, I think it was pretty much a a split game, pretty pretty even. Um, just that uh, you know Staley kind of was the the worst coach believe yeah. it or not against uh, McCarthy uh but yeah I, I thought it was going to be a shootout from from the get go with both teams going it seemed like think, it yeah i think the play calling kind of killed that with um with both coordinators and or i guess head coaches and then a coordinator because you know Mike McCarthy calls the plays there but yeah man overall i thought it was a i thought it played out kind of what i thought it would be uh although just you know with a little bit more scoring and with the charges coming out in the end but i think we both mentioned it wouldn't be surprised with any outcome that happened in the game so i wasn't really surprised at all just more so uh just on the wrong side of it that's all yeah 
All right, let's flip the page here. Let's get over to the Monday Night Football game for week seven to uh, round out week seven. Uh, it's going to be, like I mentioned, the 49ers. They are in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Currently, as a line stands, the 49ers are a touchdown favorite, minus seven uh, as a road favorite here going up against the Minnesota Vikings at home. Total is sitting at 44 in this game. Let's get over to the injury report for both teams. I think it's a little more significant for the San Francisco 49ers. As we talked about on the pod earlier, uh, or earlier on the episode, um, a lot of guys on the offensive side uh, left the game last week against the Cleveland Browns for the San Francisco 49ers. So as it stands, as of Friday, uh, Friday's practice, Christian McCaffrey didn't practice. Uh, he has an oblique injury. He left the game last week, didn't return. Debo Samuel dealing with a shoulder injury, didn't practice on Friday either. He's also listed officially as questionable. And then offensive tackle Trent Williams is also listed as day-to-day uh, -day and questionable for this game. He did avoid a high ankle sprain in week six against the uh, Cleveland Browns, but again, he is right now day-to-day. -day. Also, Dre, uh, uh, Dre Greenlaw, linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers, is dealing with a hamstring issue. He did log a limited practice session on Friday, so those are some significant injuries that we need to keep an eye on uh, as we approach the Monday night football game. So again, make sure to check that injury report uh, depending on who you do bet on in this game. On the Minnesota Vikings side, we know about Justin Jefferson. He's going to be missing his second consecutive game after be putting on the um, on the IR with the hamstring issue. Other than that, it's pretty clean for them. Um, only person I do see is Jalen Nyler, wide receiver, but he's uh, really probably the fourth or fifth guy coming off of the uh, wide receiving group there for the Minnesota Vikings. And also, um, Caleb uh, Evans, current cornerback, is also dealing with an oblique in injury. He was a limited participant as well at practice on Thursday. Um, Lonte, let's start with the spread here. Minus seven right now as it stands in favor of the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, what are you thinking about the spread here? Yeah, so I like the I like the Vikings here at home uh, getting a touchdown. 49ers have struggled as um, touchdown favorites on the road. I think they are 0-2 um, on the road as a touchdown and more favorite. Vikings are pretty good uh, covering bigger numbers at home. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't want to give or put too much into the 49ers loss. I mean, I know it was a bad loss. They probably should have won. It shouldn't have been. Um, it shouldn't have came down to what it came down to. But again, when you go in to a game and you have your guys and all of a sudden you lose Debo, then you, you, then you lose Christian McCaffrey, then you lose Trent Williams. It's kind of like you are not accustomed or you don't, your game plan hasn't really been revolved around anything else other than, you know, those three guys, the key guys in the lineup. So of course we've seen Brock Purdy struggle, um, probably the worst he's looked uh, this up to this point. But again, I don't want to put too much into it, so I'm not really going with the Vikings just because of that because I think the 49ers will be more equipped and the game plan will be better, obviously, going in, knowing that maybe Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, if they do play, they'll be a little bit banged up. But I do think the Vikings defensively will be able to, like I said, keep taking progress steps up. Um, I, I know Flores has got those guys a, a little bit more equipped to his system. Um, I do think that he'll bring a lot of pressure on uh, on Brock Purdy just simply because you're going to have to test him out to make sure that he is able to, you know, complete these passes at a high rate in a tight windows. That's what I think you, you got to have him do. Got to get him off schedule um, to not get no sh third and shorts, uh, third and, you know, two, three. Uh, you want to keep him in third and medium or longer. And I think the Vikings can be able to do that. Um, offensively, like I said, they've just been more one dimensional. I just don't think that. 
Kirk Cousins is getting any kind of help from the run game at all. Madison is bottom five in efficiency as far as running backs. So I would love to see the ground game get going, but again, not sure we can see it against this 49ers front. But I do think the Vikings can have success um, through the air. I think Hawkinson will be a big part of that. Him, uh, maybe we see uh, Madison as a receiver more. Uh, last week, I think Kareem Hunt had a decent day um, receiving. I think he had four catches for like 39 yards, 30, 30 to 39 yards or something like that. So I think we can see Madison in the slot more, kind of loosen up that defense, and maybe you can hit some explosives um, down the seam with, with Hawkinson. But I do think Kirk Cousins has a big game. Uh, I think he's had, having an underrated season. Uh, if I was one of those teams, honestly, man, if I was one of those middling teams, I would try to get Cousins. I mean, he is a floor raiser, especially for a team like Atlanta. Um, you look at uh, who, who else is a middling team that could use Kirk Cousins? I know Atlanta is probably the main one that I yeah, think I mean, could use. Atlanta, um, I don't want to say Tampa, but Tampa's been okay with Baker. Not it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's, uh, Tampa is is a good place too. Yeah. Um, I think Kirk is is getting a little. Colts maybe little bit. I have Anthony Richardson, but he's gone for the year as well. Yeah, so. but you don't want to bring you don't want to bring Kirk in, and then you know he, yeah. he's coming back. But yeah, I think like Tampa, um, Tennessee. If you want to, you know, kick the tires, and I, I don't think Malik uh, Willis is is any good right now. Uh, don't really want to play Levis either. But yeah, I, I just think Kirk is having a good year. He had a good year last year. I think he will continue to have um, some positive. Uh, success here against the 49ers, even though they have a, a tough defense. But I think they'll be able to get behind them at home as long as they can keep them protected. Yeah, I think in this game that um, it, it's going to be on, obviously, the shoulders of Kirk Cousins. And I think that it probably took at least one game for them to figure out life without Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. and trying to figure out, okay, who can Kirk Cousins rely on to throw that football? Because, I mean, when we talked about this Vikings offense, especially last season, it was like for Kirk Cousins, it was like, all right, I'm just going to throw the ball down there to Justin Jefferson. He's some way, somehow, he's going to find the ball and he's, he's going to catch it. And it's like, you know, fuck it, let's throw it down there to Justin Jefferson. He's going to make a play. Um, but, I mean, last week, you take kind of go back to the box score. You only had 181 passing yards, especially against a Chicago Bears past defense, which is, has not been very good this season, to say the least. Um, TJ Hawkinson, eight targets. Alexander Madison out of the backfield had seven targets. And then KJ Osborne and Jordan Addison had five targets each. So I think for this Vikings team and Kirk Cousins, is going to have to be quick stuff because that defensive line and that front is going to get after him. Um, and they can cause havoc. So I think it's going to be quick throws. For Kirk Cousins, which you know, there's either going to be Hawkinson in like hook routes or curl routes or Madison out of the backfield. I think that's going to be one of the important parts of this game offensively for the Minnesota Vikings. I tend to agree with you here. I I, I, I lean with the Vikings in this game. I would not lay a touchdown right now, even though it is the San Francisco 49ers. Now they're coming off of the loss, and you know, but I think the concerning part of this offense is that it goes very, very vanilla, and it's it just. It just turns into a standstill when you're missing two key guys like mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Um, I think if one of those two guys does go, do you? I think I, th- I think people would prefer having Christian McCaffrey out there because he again he's he's a guy that can come out of the backfield, run the football for you, and also catch pass out of the backfield as well. Right? We've seen that that's what's been successful for the San Francisco 49ers team. But I think for the Vikings, I, I think that they can you know move the ball here effectively. 
whether it's again Madison maybe has some success here, maybe not, but I think it's really going to be on the shoulders of Kirk Cousins uh, in this game. But I think a touchdown is is too much here for the San Francisco 49ers. I think this line definitely is going to move up if one of the two guys is ruled in. Maybe it goes seven and a half, maybe eight if both are ruled in. Um, but I think that this is a good spot here for the Minnesota Vikings at home catching the points. I think this is a game where the 49ers do win the game, but it could be in the neighborhood about four to six points where they do win this game. Uh, getting over to the total here, Lante currently sitting at 44. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, kind of. it's kind of correlated to me. I think the if you like the Vikings, it's going to be more of a high-scoring game simply because their offense is the strength of their team. And if the 49ers are going to win, I think they'll win a, a more low-scoring, you know, 14 to 17 type of game. I think it has to be north of 24 points if, if the Vikings are going to win, just simply based on the style of offense that they play. They're not going to be able to grind out the game and, and run the ball to, you know, use clock or even try to, if they fall, if they fall behind, they definitely um, aren't capable of doing that. So I do think it matters with Christian McCaffrey and Debo being, actually all three guys being in. Um, and if they are in, how effective are they in that specific, um, in their specific role? So I do lean to the over because if those guys are are in, I think that it opens up some mismatches um, on the outside, especially with uh, Christian McCaffrey in the slot. I, th- I think both backs honestly can have disadvantages with Madison in the slot and Christian McCaffrey in the slot. But again, you got to kind of think if if those guys go like are are their usage is the usage going to be up high enough um, for the for them to score points here? So I'm kind of on the fence, but I. I'm going to go with the with the over here. Uh, I think we have to see, you know, 24, 21 type of game, 27, 24 type of game. Uh, but I do think the Vikings are alive. I think they can win the game outright, to be honest with you, as long as they can get something on the ground going. They got to get – if they can get 75 to 80 yards going, I think that they'll they'll be able to loosen up the outside, bring the safeties up a little bit, and Kirk will be able to, to have a good day. Yeah, I was, I was, I was indifferent on the total here. Um, I mean, you're right. It feels like a, it's going to be like a 24, like 24, 21, 24, 20 type of game here mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for this game. I feel like this number is a little bit spot on. I mean, the projected score seems like it's going to be based off of the total, let's say 44, around what, 25, 26, 26, 21, something. No, 20, 24, um. 21, 24. 27, 20 something in that neighborhood. Um, it's got uh so I see what's the team totals? You see that? 26, 26 and a half and 18 and a half. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So so like a 27. Yeah, 27, 17, 27, Yeah, 18. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Like so they at least I did because you know a lot of games don't land in those eight, nine ranges, either like right. three, seven, ten, right? Right. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll lean with the over. Nothing I really truly love about that. Um but I think my boy, yeah, as far as a side end total, my former fair play is going to be on the Vikings plus the seven here, yep. uh, especially at home. I think definitely wait up until game time because I yeah. think you'll see that public money come in on the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. Yep. Uh, that number may be pushed past that touchdown here. All right, Lante, before we get over to some player props in this game, uh, let me tell everyone about a game time. Buying tickets for your favorite events shouldn't have to be stressful. Game time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets, their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. 
The app is just so easy to use. There's some great features on there. They have flash deals and last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They have images of your seat view as well before you actually buy the ticket. So you won't have any surprises when you actually get to the venue, no obstruction in your way. Lowest price guaranteed event cancellation protection as well. So forget playing months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Like I mentioned, exclusive flash deals are on tickets not only for football, basketball, or baseball. They also have uh, tickets for concerts, comedy shows, and theater, much and much more uh, right near you. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. Get this. If you find uh, cheaper tickets on another outlet, game time, uh, in the same section and row, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are in their prices. Like I mentioned, you can get the images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you expect when you actually arrive at the venue. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set to go. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you don't have to haggle through the mailbox or even your email box. They are sent right there to your phone. So all you got to do is download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download a GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And lastly, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first one today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, Lante, let's get into some player props here for this Monday night football game. Anything that excites you as far as player props? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's National Tight End Day uh, this week, so we're, we're going to go with the one of my favorite plays, Hawkinson, over 49 and a half receiving yards. Uh, you mentioned that he had – did Did you say he had eight targets or eight catches last week? Was it eight uh, targets? He had eight targets. He had six catches for 50 yards. Yeah, so that needs to be probably about 12 and, 12 and eight or nine-ish um, here in this game. I think over the middle with those – you know, the San Francisco 49ers have probably one of the best, if not the best, linebacking core in the NFL, um, great in coverage. Um, so it, it will be a, you know, it won't be easy, but I think O'Connell can scheme it open and scheme them open and it'll be good. Um, Kirk is a lot more effective whenever he's able to find that security blanket in Hawkinson. It actually eases up for the outside receivers, Osborne, Addison, who's probably playing more slot than anything, um, especially with Justin being out. So I like Hawkinson over 49 and a half um, receiving yards. I'm going to go with Kirk over 238 uh, and a half passing yards as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a big Kirk Cousins day. You also can find him at plus money for over one and a half touchdowns. I think that's a good play as well. If we both lean to the over, I think it's all predicated on the success of um, Kirk Cousins' arm. And, I mean, we mentioned it. Madison is not being effective. So, I mean, what he'll get maybe a goal line carry or two. But other than that, they're going to pretty much put it in Kirk Cousins' hands and let him lead the way. So, over 238 and a half passing yards for Kirk Cousins and over 49 and a half receiving yards for um, Hawkinson. On the San Francisco side, mm-hmm. look, man, I, I, don't, I don't really know. It's, it's hard to gauge props, especially with the injuries and stuff going on um, and who's going to play, how effective they're going to be if they do play and what to do without them. So I'm kind of in a wait and see approach for the 49ers side. 
Uh, obviously, I'll be interested in George Kittle. Um, if those guys are especially ruled out, I think he'll be a big target for Brock Purdy. But outside of that, I'm staying away from um, from the 49ers until I get a little bit more information on uh, if those guys are going to play or not. Yeah, I think the only one that I would um, so, uh, side I would look at, I'm sorry, for the Niners side would be Brandon Ayuk on his receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, 67 and a half right now is what I see. Uh, the number at um, you go back or you look at what's transpired this season for the San Francisco 49ers and it's we know it's been the Christian McCaffrey show right I mean there's no question about that uh, for this 49ers offense but um, just looking at the stats here I'm trying to pull up the targets for this team so right now Debo uh, sorry Brandon Ayuk leads this team in targets then it's Debo with 32, George Kittle 25. Sorry, uh, then Christian McCaffrey 27, then George Kittle 25. But by far, Brandon Ayuk is leading this team in receiving yards. Uh, 454. The next guy on the list is Debo Samuel at 302. So I've seen a lot of you know games where Brock Purdy is just looking for Brandon Ayuk, and that's obviously showing up with the numbers. And he's gone over this projection of 67 and a half in one, two, three out of the six games thus far this season. And I really don't trust the Minnesota Vikings secondary just yet. I, I think that for, um, for Brent, uh, sorry, for Brock Party and his offense to have success, I think they're going to have to find a way to be effective through the air. Um, and I think that's going to have to start with Brent and I. So at 67 and a half, I really do like that number to go over. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid to maybe ladder that up as well for Brendan Ayuk, but I do like it at 67, uh, 67 and a half. I argue about, uh, with you about uh, TJ Hawk, Hawkinson in this game. He's, we know he's going to get the targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just about him racking up the yards and again, the receptions. And the books have adjusted to his number for his receptions because it is at five and a half. Typically early in the season, I know you and I have talked about this a lot, is that uh, that number was typically at four and a half for TJ yeah. Hawkinson. But obviously with the injury to... Um, to Justin Jefferson, that number obviously is going to peak up at five and a half for TJ Hawkinson, but I still like it there at that number, whether you want to take the receptions or the um, receiving yards uh, for uh, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, any other player props you may be looking at here, Lante? No, maybe Madison under um, 44 and a half yards. I think uh, uh, rushing yards. I think I'd rather look at his um, receptions. Um, like I said, I think he'll be more effective in that slot roll out of the backfield. Um, on some check down. So I may look at his receptions over and his res- rushing yards under. Um, but I mean, it's hard to tell with the 49ers. Uh, other than Ayuk, I like the Ayuk play. Other than that, um, it's kind of hard to tell, especially not knowing who's going to play and who's going to be in. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was looking at pass attempts here for her. Let me see if I can find that because that has been pretty much money. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, more times than not. I see that number at thirty six and a half. Uh, have for to throw. Kirk, yeah, for Kirk Cousins, and if they do get behind in this game, we know that obviously he's going to throw the football. Um, played five games this season. He's gone over it in three out of five games. But when he does go over, like he he goes like he goes over. So just put in context, the numbers here: forty four pass attempts against the Eagles, fifty against the Chargers, forty seven against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm I'm going to pull up. Um, how opposing quarterbacks have done uh, against the 49ers as far as pass attempts go. Well, probably it's probably going to be inflated because, you know, they've been blowing out everybody. So they're playing for other teams are playing from behind. I know the 49, I mean, yeah. not the 49ers, I know the Cowboys, Dak was throwing it a bunch, throwing it around a bunch because they were, they were down. Um, and it also might be inflated due to 
the the game last week with PJ Walker not really throwing it a lot. So yeah. So go back to week one, Steelers with uh Kenny Pickett. They were trolling in that game. 46 pass attempts to Matthew Stafford, 55. Daniel Jones, 33. Uh Josh Dobbs, 41. Dak had only 26. And then last week, PJ Walker had 34. So according to game script, again, if they are trailing, I do expect this team to be throwing mm-hmm. the football, and especially when it comes to that fourth quarter. I mean, we know the the uh Vikings are king of comebacks or at least making games interesting and trying to keep it within the number. Um, but maybe if you find a better live number on Kirk Cousins on his pass attempts, I think that might be worth a good look as well. Lante, let's get over to um, some touchdown scores in this game. Anybody that's caught your eye in that market? Um, I'm looking at Alexander Madison uh, touchdown. Let me see what he is. I'm trying to get an updated number for Madison. Plus 155. Mm, that's kind of short. Uh, let me see. It's got to be a few more people that I'm looking at. Christian McCaffrey uh, minus two thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't even know if he's gonna play, but he's still <laughs> that's crazy, man. I mean, it's it's free money. Not, to be honest, I mean, he's just like uh, an animal. Um, Hawkinson is is plus two twenty. Um, I like him. I'm also going to look at. Hmm, I'm gonna look at Kirk Cousins plus seven fifty. Mm, uh, maybe okay. maybe he can, maybe he can get a sneak in. Um, you know, a, a little scramble with the pass rush coming. So I'm looking at plus 750 for Kirk Cousins, and I'm going to go with plus 240-ish. Do you see anything better than 240 for um, Hawkinson? Uh, Hawkinson, I, oh yeah, I only see a plus. Yeah, it's probably going to be around plus 220 to plus 240. Yeah, okay. So anywhere, anywhere, in, that, anywhere in that range, I, I, I like it. I think the volume is going to be there, so I like that. Um, I was looking at George Kittle <clears throat> plus one fifty five. Can't go wrong. And then I think IU can also find the end zone. I think this is a big IU week um, for the Niners, especially again, uh, like we talked about the injuries that they are dealing with with Christian McCaffrey and uh, possibly Debo Samuel missing this game. So, um, Brandon, you got plus one forty. I think those are great odds. Um, it's interesting that they have Jordan Mason at plus one thirty. So again, if if McCaffrey's yeah. not able to mm-hmm. go. You have Jordan Mason at plus 130. You have Elijah Mitchell at plus 135 as well uh, for him to find the end zone. Um, another one I may be intrigued by, Jawan Jennings at 7-1 to one anytime touchdown. Yeah, I just, like, I, that number is probably good if, you know, if those guys don't play, but it's yeah. kind of hard to to distinguish what's going what's going to happen because he's going to get more targets if Debo, obviously if Debo and Christian McCaffrey are out, but, you yeah. know, if they are in, I mean, you kind of like, Throwing a dart, but I don't hate it. It's worth a shot. All right. Uh, anything else as far as touchdown props? No, nah, those are the only guys that I have my eye on, really, uh, pretty much. All right. Let's wrap it up with uh, best bets here for this Monday night football game here, Lante. Uh, what do you want to give out as your best bet? I'm going with I'm going with the Vikings plus seven. Uh, I think I think they're like I said. I think they're live. I think it comes down to uh, execution, offensive line being able to block that front of the 49ers um if the you know 49ers are coming in they're probably going to get those guys back i know a lot of people think they're going to be you know more fired up off a loss but i just think that the vikings at home in a good spot a game uh they haven't won in front of their fans yet i think they'll be the i think they're a healthier team i think that their offense is a little bit more powerful now than what it is than what the 49ers is um with it being banged up with those guys up front so I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, I think I'll on the money line as well, man. I think they, I think they're allowed to win this. All right. Um, I, I lean we here with the Vikings here as well uh, on the side. I think, but my best bet, I'm probably going to go with 
I'll go with the um, Brandon Ayuk over 67 and a half on his receiving yards. I think this is a, a good opportunity for him against a secondary of the Vikings to have some success here. Um, even though I, even if I think both Debo and or Christian McCaffrey play, I think that he's going to be able to, you know, find the, the soft spots in that, uh, in that defense. I think he's mm-hmm. definitely has some matchup advantages as well um, against that Viking secondary. Um, and again, I think that if, even if McCaffrey and Debo play, how effective number one are they going to be? And then also how many snaps do they exactly play? Because again, you still have a whole another 10 weeks left, you know, of, of right. football to play. Okay. So you definitely want to keep everybody as healthy as you can. I know the playoffs still are very far away, but again, this is a time where you, especially, you know, that CMC does get hurt every single season. You know, that Debo has knickknack injuries every single season. So you got to keep those guys protected as much as you can. I think that, I think maybe one of those two guys said, but again, uh, at this point, I think that Brandon Ayuk is still out for a big, uh, big week as well. As far as the side, like I mentioned, Vikings plus seven. I agree one hundred percent with Lante on that as well. Um, all right, that is going to do it for this edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast. Again, like I mentioned, two contests happening on the NFL. Uh, sorry, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the Second Chance Survivor. Make sure to get in because it starts NFL week seven. So hopefully you got to this pod before the games kick off on Sunday. And also the uh, NFL gambling podcast review uh, contest touchdown uh, prop contest. Make sure to leave your five-star review on Apple. Hopefully you're giving us, and then also uh, make sure you are putting uh, the odds for that touch anytime touchdown score and also your YouTube username as well. And also do us a favor and subscribe to the NFL gambling podcast uh, on the YouTube uh, channel here. And again, give us a like uh, on the stream here as well. Uh, make sure to follow Lante on Twitter or X, whatever you might want to call it at XX XX. You can follow me on Twitter at sports nerd, eight, two, four more Follow us on Twitter as well at SGPN NFL. We put our graphic up every single week that were locked dog and teeth. And then also our power rankings was also a great conversation every single week that we have in our, uh, our little Slack channel there. So uh, again, come tap in with us. It's still a long way to go in the season. Hopefully we can put some more money in your pockets. Uh, We'll be back next week. As we always like to do, let's take a peek on who it is going to be next week on Monday night football. It is going to be, who do we got? I was about to say the 49ers are playing again, but that was on week. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, We've got oh, we got the Raiders and we've got the Detroit Lions next what a, week. What a barn burner! Yeah, what a barn burner indeed. Uh, all right, we, we'll talk to you guys next week. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride.